Hey friends, welcome to the Next Step Leadership Podcast, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step your best step. I'm Tracy Reynolds, and my partner for the Next Step Journey is Chris Maxwell. Together we hope to inspire, assist, and create the confidence you need to take your next step in your personal growth, spiritual growth, vocation, or even your calling. Thanks for joining us. Well, come on, let's dive into this week's episode of Next Step Leadership. Welcome to another episode of Next Step Leadership Podcast. Uh, Chris Maxwell and Tracy Reynolds, uh, thank you, uh, all of you who take time to listen uh, to these conversations. Uh, And Tracy, thank you uh, for the opportunity that I get to have, and I'm honored to have conversations with you. Uh, as we talk about next step leadership, no, I feel like that honor is all mine. But I guess we'll have to. Well, share I was hoping that. you would say that. Right. But it was a setup. <laughs> yeah. well, welcome back. Uh, this is is fun stuff. Today is uh, I, this is. I look forward to all of them. I know we say this is sounds cheesy, but when you get to to uh, interview a Jonathan Bryan, somebody that feels. Um, like a, in some ways a son. I know he's got yeah. wonderful parents, but uh, but a, 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 it's just a friend, somebody we've done ministry with, somebody I've worked closely alongside when he was a student. Uh, just to reconnect is is worth the price of admission. But man, Jonathan Brown, I'll tell you a little bit about him. Uh, he graduated from the School of Christian Ministries at Emmanuel College uh, about five years ago. I think you're about five years into ministry, somewhere around, uh, uh, went to Living Hope. Uh, and a cool thing we learned today is that they're moving into a brand new building this coming Sunday. So taking time out to do this. But John is a very gifted uh, student. He was a wonderful student, but he uh, in children's ministry. He's married to Jessica, a high school sweetheart, and uh, from school uh, a school sweetheart. Anyway, he is a man of God who loves Jesus and loves children. Welcome to the show, Jonathan Bryan. It is an honor to be here. I've so been looking forward to being on Next Step Leadership Podcast with two great friends, two great mentors, and I'm excited for our conversation today. Well, we are honored, seriously. You, um, Tracy and I love working with students and, and being there to spend time with students, and we also love seeing where God takes students, you know, after they leave Emmanuel and and you know all the just, just think of all those conversations that we had together uh, during our time uh, with you there, and the prayers that we prayed, and the dreams that you were willing to pursue. So uh, Tracy and I are very proud of you, and thankful for your faithfulness to the Lord and for making a difference. Uh, thank you. Uh, that that has a huge part. You guys have both had a huge part to play in my life, uh, my call to ministry, pursuing that, staying encouraged in ministry. And I've learned so much from both of you. And this podcast has continued to be that outlet and that connection uh, to your wisdom, to your knowledge, and so thankful for that. Well, you're very kind. I, you're one of the people I reached out to early on because you were starting a podcast about the same time that we were starting down this road. And I remember just saying, hey, help me with this because I couldn't even spell podcast. I think you taught me how to spell it first, <laughs> but turned me on to some good software and stuff. So anyway, we're grateful for that, buddy. Well, listen, I, I would love it if you would just go back in time and just tell us a bit about your story and, and how you we ended up uh, getting to where we are today and just some of the major things in your life. Uh, so, man, go back and give us some early Jonathan Bryan. So my story starts in upstate South Carolina in northeast Georgia, and I grew up in a pastor's home. So I was always around church 
and ministry. Um, my granddad was a preacher, and so I grew up around ministry, around church, around the gospel. Uh, but more importantly than a ministry heritage, I had a, a Christian heritage. People who read scripture and believed it, people who prayed and had a relationship with Jesus, and and it showed in their life. And so just multiple generations, um, church family, blood family, all of the above. I was just surrounded by people uh, who loved Jesus and went after him with all that they had. And so as much as I'm thankful for a ministry heritage, I'm more thankful uh, for that, that Christian heritage. But at around age 15, or or at age 15 for sure, um, I sensed a personal call to ministry. Camp meeting service. Um, it was actually uh, Ron Carpenter Sr. Uh, speaking. And I always admired, obviously, my life was impacted that night. But uh, he was at a camp meeting service. And from the very beginning, he said, I'm going to speak to the youth. I know they've had youth camp, but this is where I felt like the Lord wants us to go. And so this is where we're going to go. And uh, that night, I felt a personal call to ministry. And I would say that my high school years looking back, really could be summed up as, am I really going to commit to this call or not? Am I really going to go all in with this? I I come from this heritage. I I sense this call from God on my life. But am I going to go all in? Am I really going to give this everything I have? And so um, through my high school years, I only applied to one college, Emmanuel College. I, I knew there was this call. I had some scholarship money. I had some in-state tuition. Uh, my, my family was connected there. My brother was already going there. Just all these things that made sense to go there. But really, it was the night I graduated high school. Uh, I'd had a couple weeks to really reflect on, man, like life is going quick. I'm, I'm 18. I'm about to launch into this unknown world. And I sense this call, like, I can't, I can't really half-heartedly do this thing. I've got to either go all in or go all out. And so um, on May 19th, probably somewhere about 1 a.m., in a little parsonage on her drive in Elberton, Georgia, the words that came out for me were, God, if you'll just take my past, I'll give you my present and my future. And God has been so gracious to keep every promise He's faithful to his word. And really that day started a road of true commitment to Jesus that led me into Emmanuel College. So I graduate in May. I start Emmanuel in August. And those four years, I meet so many wonderful people, you two included, of course, and people who mentored me, people who became lifelong friends. Um, I could start naming students that, of course, you guys know, the Ben Chris, the Matt Cars, um, people who... I've continued to stay close to even after Emmanuel and just so many wonderful, precious people who impacted my life. And so um, I come to the end of my program, Christian Ministries program, as Pastor Tracy alluded to, and um, really through my connection with Ben Crisp, had attended Whitnell Pentecostal Holiness Church a couple times. And so at the end of our Christian Ministries program, having the opportunity to do an internship I went there in the spring of 2016 and loved every second of it. And so on April 24th, that was the last day of my internship, I graduated from Emmanuel May 7th of that year, was ordained on May 14th, and started another internship on May 16th in my home state of South Carolina. 
And so um, life was happening really quick, and it was like, okay, I'm just going to be faithful to the next step. Like, um, Pastor Tracy, you came to visit me on my internship, and I remember very clearly sitting in that conference room, and you're like, so, you know, what's next for you? And I was like, I guess I'm just going to go home to Elberton and continue to serve with my dad. Um, I'd already been serving there part-time as a youth pastor, and that was just the only next step I knew. And within a week or two, uh, I get a call from a great mentor and friend, Ray Boggs, and he offered me that internship opportunity. And so that was the next step. And then I um, got the call from my current senior pastor uh, and leader, Keith Gillum, uh, later that year in 2016, and God opened the door to come on staff at what was Whitnall Pentecostal Holiness Church, but is now Living Hope Church. And I have been serving on staff what will be six years on January 1. And so it's been an Mm. awesome, awesome journey. Man, you've crammed a lot into into your life. That's amazing. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, it has been um, a fun thing to watch how God has... I love that you said, more than a religious or a church heritage, I have a faith heritage. Mm -hmm. I have a... You've observed the people, and people have um, lived the gospel for you. Tell us about some of the mentors in in your life from that that helped introduce you to a relationship with Jesus more so than a than a ministry. You know, my only fear here is that I'll leave a name out. Um I was so blessed at a young age. Um I, I will have to start with my parents. I I always saw a genuine love for Jesus. Uh, I did not feel the hypocrisy of a dad who preached something on Sunday and then Monday. I'm like, that contradicts everything you just preached. It was the opposite. It was like, oh, well, he's got. A, he's standing by his word. Um, so I, I have such a love and respect for my parents. Um, they live near me now, which is such, so cool because they're my friends. Um, and as much as I respect them as my parents, they are my friends. And that's such an awesome relationship. I think of... Um, I think of a Ray Boggs. He's been in my life. I, I, I don't remember not knowing him, um, but he was my pastor from probably age 10 to 12 when my dad served as his youth pastor and kids pastor, and just always sensed a generosity from him. Uh, I texted him the other day was his birthday, and I, I think something I put in the text was something along the lines of, you know, thank you for always opening doors for me. Like, you just went out of your way to be a door opener, and that has always meant so much to me. Um, I think of, uh, I'm trying to just think of phases of life here. I think of the Royal Ranger commanders I had, uh, ministry from Assemblies of God that the Pentecostal Holiness Church has been doing for years, and those men. Um, I think of um, the Jason McCarries, who in my later teen years uh, came alongside, Dave Richardson, uh, pastor, leader. I think of um, Kyle Brown, Todd Snyder, these men who served as deacons uh, in the church in Elberton, and Todd has gone on to be with Jesus, but Kyle, just a faithful, generous man who loves God. He's a very simple man, um, but loves Jesus and loves people and loves his farm, and that's cool too. And so uh, all of these men, um, man, I could think of so many people uh, who've impacted my life, but I think looking back, the connecting factor is there was just this authentic willingness to pour into me 
without expectation of something in return. There was a, hey, you're in my Royal Rangers class, and I know one day you're not going to be a young boy anymore. You're going to be a young man, and I understand that now, and so I'm going to pour into you. Uh, it was the Bible quiz leaders. I, w- I was reading Hebrews 4 this morning, and I know Hebrews 4.12 from when I was a 10-year-old boy, and someone taught it to me. It's, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. That's investment. That's discipleship. That's, I understand the value of this word more than you know right now. But when you're 28 and you're on the Next Step Leadership podcast, it's going to overflow <laughs> out of you. And um, so it's the people that all along life's journey, so many other people I could name who've just poured into me really without any hint of wanting anything in return. Boy, that's so good. And I love that. And I'm so glad Tracy asked you to, you know, for some specific names to mention. And it's good for you to think and reflect about yeah about your story and those who helped helped craft your story. Uh, and even as you were telling those opening um, comments about kind of your testimony and your story, I, I just kept hearing people. I mean, how, how many times have we all heard phrases about church would be okay if it wasn't for people? That's right. like, uh, church is people. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> right. Come on, man. Meaning of. Come on. And it's a... And, um, I, I want you just to kind of stay here uh, for a moment and talk about how you have chosen to still live this life of ministry relationally, not just performance, stat sheet world, but Mm -hmm. you have been uh, cared for by many people, and now you're passing that on to others. You are caring deeply for those around you. Uh, we know that love does hurt, relationships uh, hurt, but instead of that uh, causing division and resentment and living in isolation, it can just teach us lessons and we can grow and develop ourselves. Uh, Jonathan, how have you grown through that process of ministry and chosen to still be relational? I would be remiss to not talk about some of the things that you both invested in me as mentors and people who've poured into my life. Because when I think of people and the value of people, I would have a pretty nice savings account if I had a dollar for every time I was at Emmanuel College and heard Pastor Chris say, don't do life alone. Like, I mean, it was a common, every time he had a microphone, every time we were meeting, It was this, and I'm telling you, every time I'm about to have a phone call with an accountability partner, don't do life alone. Like, don't don't shortcut this conversation. Don't don't tell Ben what he wants to hear. Tell him what I need to share, (laughs) right? And so there there is that realization that you can't do life alone, and you're not designed to do life alone. So the accountability side is another side of people where it's not just trying to avoid staying isolated, but it's intentionally being accountable to people and having people in your life who can tell you what sometimes you don't want to hear. And sometimes what you need to hear, it's not all like, yeah, I just need someone to come beat me down. No, there's encouragement (laughs) and there's doing life together and they're celebrating the highs and mourning the lows and walking out what's usually that middle range, right, of life. That's where most of life is. And so... 
mm-hmm. having people that are alongside you in your corner that you can share. Um, yeah, there's dark sides of the soul that we all need to share. Um, but there's also th- someone who just, sometimes you just need someone to share, hey man, there was this win and you know how hard I've been working at this and um, being able to share those things. And the same thing as well, um, Pastor Tracy, uh, one of those things I hear over and over again in my mind, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And uh, Living Hope Church has been a place where I learned how to care for people. Um, I watched my dad do it, so I was blessed in that regard. I had opportunities to witness other ministers who were gifted in that do it, but consistently being around the staff, um, the David Crisp, the Keith Gillums, who at a moment's notice will drop everything and just go sit with people who need it. And I'm not talking about having their life overrun by people. I'm talking about understanding it's not a pleasure to be with people in their pain because who wants to, like, right. it's, it's not a pleasure, but it is a privilege. And mm. to be with people in those moments of grief, of loss, of mourning, of excitement, of weddings, of, of the exciting times, a, a birth of a new baby. And so pastoral care, that caring of people, realizing how much those hospital visits open up opportunities at restaurants and at church when we're gathering that I wouldn't have had otherwise. And so all of that to say there is a care for people and a care Mm -hmm. from people that all of us need. And you can't do that isolated and you can't do it half-heartedly. It is going to hurt because like you said, Pastor Chris, love does hurt at times, but it is so worth it uh, Mm -hmm. because the opposite is isolation. Well, we're going to continue this conversation, and we want to go into more in our next podcast. You talking with us about, okay, some things that you you wish you had maybe a little bit more of, maybe a little less of, and maybe just some sage wisdom from your six years of being in the trenches, of, of working in a local church, in a healthy local church, and some maybe just some practical points you can give to your colleagues and people that are just about to. But thank you so much for your candor and your uh, the relationship that we have with you. We just love you, buddy, and super proud of you. Uh, and so we'll we'll start this conversation again in just a few and a week, and we'll learn more ways that we can make our next steps our best steps. Thanks for joining us on Next Step Leadership, the weekly conversation dedicated to your personal growth and leadership development. Chris and I are so glad you dropped in. You can find us on all your favorite podcast providers. Do us a favor and hit subscribe. And if you really want to help us, give us a rating. We so appreciate your support. Check out our show notes for more information regarding guest contact information. Chris Maxwell's 11th book, Equilibrium, 31 Ways to Stay Balanced on Life's Uneven Surfaces, is available now at www.chrismaxwell.me or Amazon, where you can find all of Chris's previous books as well. Our featured music is by Casual Americans. You can find their new musical releases at www.casualamericans.com or at your favorite music suppliers. We release Next Steps Leadership each Thursday, so join us again next week on the Next Step Journey, a conversation dedicated to helping you make your next step 
your best step. Ooh, are you the cemetery?